Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have such an... I'm really excited for tonight. We have a great show lined up. We are joined, as you can see, if you're watching us live or on YouTube, we're joined by the DNP pod, Matthew Parati and Alex Baldridge. Yo. How are you, sirs? What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining. joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, pals. <laughs> this is a, a collab long time in the making. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how, how many episodes are you guys into your show now? What are we out? 44? Uh, shit. Uh, 45, <laughs> something like that. I think yeah, right we cut on this. Very nice. Sorry. Getting, cl- getting close to 50, man. You guys are hit- hitting a yeah. milestone right there. That's good. We're almost One year, Yeah. We got any uh, any rules on, on the language on this thing? Or are we? Oh, no. Fuck you guys no. Are... Yeah. You guys are all... Shit. You're all free to go. Make that. <laughs> we... Didn't, didn't ask you to celebrate it, Frank. Uh... <laughs> Perfect, Bob. Right on. Um, but yeah, we usually kind of uh, kick off things with like a little, um, how's your week been? Anything anything good you've been watching or anything like that? Um, Jonathan, why, why don't you show, show us how it's all done? How are you doing? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, uh, I'm actually in the process of moving right now. So uh, this is why my setup doesn't look like it usually does when we podcast. But uh, I'm gonna be moving to North Hollywood. So that's gonna be fun and interesting. Uh, but yeah, my room is like a complete mess right now. So I got like boxes. I like disassembled my desk. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff. So, um, and you know how it is when you move kind of the, it's exciting. It's a lot of different feelings, but also like stressful. Cause you gotta like get all your stuff out of the existing place you have. So yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Just trying to prepare for that, uh, this uh, weekend, you know, get the keys this weekend and, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much what's going on this week for me. <laughs> right on. Did you hire movers, Sean? Or are you doing it yourself? I'm doing it myself. Way. I think my my fam might give me a visit um, to give me some help a little bit. Um, and then I have a buddy of mine who has a truck. It's always good to know someone has a truck um, who's going to help me move my bed. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because there'll be you know the uh, um, kind of the studio 2.0. Uh, again, setting up the kind of desk and everything, and uh, and it's a two bedroom apartment, so I'm really excited to kind of switch things up and yeah, super exciting. Right so on, good man. for you. Yeah, you as uh, as someone who has lived in six different places in the last four years, <laughs> just take it slow. And if you want to hire lug movers, hire lug movers. Okay. You know, there's no reason not to throw your back, back out. Yeah, that's true. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Really not. So. As we're getting yeah. older, it's like, dude, I got to watch it, dude, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, you'll be out of commission so, for a week if you're not careful. Exactly, man. I, exactly. I hired these movers to take my couch and my 65-inch TV, and um, it was two dudes, and they were both, like, just over five feet tall. And, um, <laughs> and one of them Over like, their heads. Yeah. Um, one had, you know, was out to the truck, and the other guy was starting to pick up the TV. I was like, you need help with that, man? He's like, nope. And he just and Knock on took it, it all the, insane <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, they're they're the real deal. So yeah, I got movers are the way to go. Yeah, I got movers. You never go back. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I got lucky because uh, I don't necessarily have too much furniture all aside from my bed um, and my desk, which is really nice. So uh, I'm trying to decide uh, if I'm gonna like you know obviously 
get rid of the frame I have and disassemble it or whatever. Um, I have a, a memory foam mattress now, so I could like roll Ew. that that sucker up um, instead of trying to like mount it on to a truck or something. So <laughs> we're going to have to see uh, the, the, the part I'm stressed about the most is like, we're getting the keys this weekend. And the first is like, um, you know, a few, I think next week, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> so, you know, I have kind of this weekend to kind of make some moves and, and start moving things. And then I don't have the luxury because the last two places I lived in were really close to each other. So uh, I don't have the luxury of like being so close uh, to the location I'm moving to. <laughs> so what, what's the distance and what's the travel time? Uh, if without traffic, if I can do it, you know, in, in like a, you know, not busy time of the day, uh, maybe 25 minutes tops. Not too bad. Um, not too bad. My last place, it was like a 15 minute drive. So it was like easy to kind of mm -hmm. like take a few things in the car and then bring it there and then come back and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah. but yeah, hopefully, you know, if my folks come down, they'll be able to help me like with some boxes and then, you know, my buddy will help me with my mattress. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> An adventure, an adventure, but I'm, I'm happy to be doing the show today. Cause I was like, man, I know I got to like start taking stuff apart, but I was able to like do like where I'm at right now. I have this little, like kind of like, um, coffee not coffee table but like a little side desk um that i'm like a on. nightstand like a kind of like a nightstand and i have just like my microphone and my laptop in front of me um which is making this happen tonight so i'm uh, i'm happy it worked out makeshift <laughs> like studio table <laughs> yeah so this is gonna be my workspace for the week the rest of the week and then eventually i'm gonna have to like pack it all up and and move it so what does uh, uh, what does Juicy J call it when he sets up a studio like in the car in a hotel? Oh, Ratchet Studios. The... <laughs> <laughs> Sean's recording at Ratchet that's Studios. Kind of, right that's now. kind of it because I'm I, I yeah. am going to be working on some music production stuff uh, this week, and luckily I've kind of I'm at the final stages of some projects I'm working on, so I'm hoping like we finish by the end of this week. Um, uh, look at you, Juicy Day. Juicy Day, y'all. So yeah, <laughs> it's exciting, and and yeah, just I'm trying to like picture it in my head of like how this weekend's going to go down so i'm hoping it's going to be super smooth and a good move so yeah. nice we're wishing you all the smoothness appreciate it thank you guys <laughs> yes yes yeah maddie al how, how are you guys been what's what's new what's or what's not new i'll go first because i probably have less to say um <laughs> shit i am we've reached that point in time where all my PTO in life is going to other people's things. And mm -hmm. so I've been spending a lot of my last couple of weeks, just like trying to find ways to turn PTO days into sick days and figure the hell out how I'm going to like do all this stuff. But other than that, man, the Niners won this past weekend. Um, that was a great I, ending. I yeah. couldn't be happier. Yeah, that was <laughs> Nothing better than just bagging on Aaron Rodgers afterwards. Um, <laughs> it, just, it was just an amazing, amazing uh, Saturday. So cannot complain on this side. Right on. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Niners. Yeah. People people in L.A. were like, it's kind of funny because I live in Los Angeles. So, like, you know, I don't know how as many Niners fans, but, man, a lot of people were talking about that game um, at my work yeah. on Monday. So it was uh, a very, you know, a very uh, – eyes, eyes are watching the Niners for sure. Oh yeah, and now we got the the Rams coming up this week, so it's a Parati rivalry game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that was another great game. That was yeah, that, that was, was hurt down to the wire. Every every wild. game this week. I know you guys aren't like the biggest NFL fans, but that like every single playoff game was decided at, at pretty much the last yeah. snap, which has never happened 
uh, all four games um, like that. I was at, uh, I saw Danny Rodriguez on Saturday um, and we went down to the bar, Connecticut Yankee. Um, that place. <laughs> and it was great. And it was, I didn't realize the Niners were playing. It was the last quarter and a half or two. And that shit was electric. And then the next day we're on this big walk and we're coming home. Such a nice day. I'm going to get some beer from the liquor store and the games. And I'm like, shit, the, the Rams are killing it right now. I'm going to go home and watch the game. At least he was like, Ooh, who's this man watching football. And, um, you know, so, but it was, it was a good time. And I, I texted our dad, you know, like, are you okay? Are you having a heart attack? But I, yeah, I, I texted him after the game. Yeah. I was like, yeah, was to kill Ken that one. Well, that one was, I, I texted him just to make sure that he was, uh, like, well and breathing um, <laughs> i hate the rams but i love your dad so i'm always just like i'm rooting for them kind of because i just like want ken to have a good day for our mother's sake yeah <laughs> like god just don't lose yeah. this damn game like this. right i, t- I texted him you okay pops and he said just had a heart attack but other than that pretty good okay <laughs> so, that's good that's good <laughs> he made it out a lot put dinner in so yeah, yeah for sure oh man <laughs> How about you, Maddie? What's what's new? Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing new. Um, no. Nah, I got engaged this past weekend, yeah, so that's pretty dude. pretty chill. Yeah, um, congratulations! Thank you, boys. Thank you. So, another step in this little thing we call life. So that's fun. Um, and then been watching some good shows lately. So I'm all Ooh. caught up on Euphoria, which is oh, I, I got you guys were Euphoria show. people. Joey talked about it. That. Oh, I t- I watched the first few episodes, but I, just, I it's not like I didn't like the show. I I just kind of fell off it. So, but Joey, very very good. I we talked Joey's about this it. last uh, episode because Joey uh, uh, watched the show, and I think he watched the first the the two seasons that are out right now. Right. All caught up. I all caught up. It. Right. It's great. Yeah. Um, so I gotta watch the specials. That. The specials were they left a lot to be desired. They were fine, um, but they weren't as good as like the regular seasons. Um, and then I'm trying to power through Ozark right now. So I just watched episode, I think, four of the new season. Oh, the there's new seven season. of them. So I'm trying nice. to not go through all my fix at once. I'm trying to spread it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing the same with shows. Like, you know, I mean, of course, when you have like shows that come out and all the episodes come out and you can like pretty much binge yeah. it like I'm these days I'm in a mood to like, yeah, spread them out because I want to enjoy and like bask in it. Cause, uh, mm-hmm. shows like, I mean, I could probably give an example, like stranger things, like the last season, I like hardly remember what happened in that last season because I just went through it so f- quickly and exposed myself to the, to, you know, whatever was going on in the story, but you exposed yourself you got guts talking about that on air. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, Euphoria. I gotta check that one out, man. I, I've been rec- my roommate Crazy. watches it. Uh, you know. A lot of dick. There's a lot of soft. So dicks. much dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you thought Game of Thrones had a lot of soft dong. Euphoria takes dick. <laughs> All right, for sure. <laughs> I gotta prepare for I, that one then. <laughs> I saw somebody on Instagram was playing a game. I think every time there's sex or you see a penis, you take a shot oh, during man. Euphoria, and they were fucking wasted by wasted. The end of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> By so. one episode already, dude. Oh man, yeah, you'll get you'll get alcohol poisoning off thirty minutes of that show. Do you don't watch it, do you? Al? No, but I've been watching the uh, the original Euphoria. I actually started watching the OC again with uh, with my girlfriend. Oh. So yeah, getting into the teen drama, the original the teen dramas, uh, Euphoria. Dude. 
Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> She's only seen this, which is kind of embarrassing from my side to be like, I've seen every episode. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. Just always getting back to the uh, Sandy Cohen days. So yeah, um, dude. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember watching the OC. Train. Yeah. Great show. Great show. <laughs> nice. Nice. Got some shows. I'm out the loop on the OC, but that's okay. <laughs> Had good soundtracks. Like that's what I remember. Version of like entourage characters. It's just like a bunch of entourage characters. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, you you kind of hit on the nail, Alex. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they all they all like talk way too smart or or too, like too adult for their age or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they I all think they're a bunch like of like, thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, thirty-two-year-olds playing sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work now. But what can we do? Well, gentlemen, you are you're here for a reason. Um, the show is called Top Fives. We like to count down some lists, and you gave us um, a list of five topics to choose from, and um, we we chose the one that enticed us the most. Top five movie deaths. Um, really excited to get to this list. Um, so we're gonna we're, we discussed beforehand. We're gonna do a little snake style. Um, so we're going to start at number five. Jonathan, I give you the power to choose who goes first. Uh, let's let's our, let our guests go first. So uh, how about Alex? How about you start off? There you our, Alex our chose top the topic, here. so let's let him kick There we go. Right. There we go. So before I jump into it, is it uh, is there a list of priorities? Is it like, you know, number one overall? Or do you just kind of like list them in no order, really? Uh, it, personal preference. Like if you have it ranked, but it's not required. I'm going to start with something that's very simple. I'll save the, the deep cuts for later on. Um, the first one that came to mind, the kid in me, I got to say Mufasa and Lion King. Yo. Great very nice. nice. Yes. That one still gets me as a, uh, as a 30-year-old. That one was like the first like dramatic scene we probably saw as kids growing up when we saw Lion King for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just can't do it. It's just, yeah, that one got me. It still does. Um and Lion King's my favorite like Disney movie, so I feel like I have Hell to yeah. put him on the list. Free film. Nice. That was, yeah. yeah, that was pretty, especially for how young we were when we watched that movie, and like not <laughs> yeah. really maybe knowing the the concept of death, uh, especially in a in an animated form. I think is such a you know it's it was yeah a very when you think about it now and you maybe when you rewatch the Lion King, it definitely holds still some of that weight. You know, <laughs> yeah. man. Very yeah. good. Real tearjerker. Love that. Get a start on a serious note. Um, All right. Well, I guess I'm going to go with my number five. This one, I don't know the movie. I haven't seen the movie as many times as something like Lion King or something else. Um, But this one is probably more on like the brutal scale of deaths. Uh, So I'm going to go with Edward James' almost death in American Me. Uh, He plays the... He plays the character Montoya Santana. I don't know if you fellows have seen American Me. I have, um, yes. <laughs> it's been a while. I've seen much... the clip because you sent me the clip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty much the last scene in the movie. And if people don't know, sorry about the spoilers. It's about the like formation of uh, the Mexican mafia, which is like one of the most brutal gangs in the prison system. And this guy is technically the leader. And uh, his gang thought that he was getting too soft because he didn't want someone killed for something they did so they in turn shanked him to death um in prison and then threw him off the top balcony of the cell 
Hell yeah. That is brutal. So it's a very brutal scene. I don't think I've ever pound for pound seen any more shanking going on um, in my life. How many shanks would you say, like counting? Well, it's I don't know if it's harder to count the shanks or the number of inmates that were shanking him. But uh, (laughs) I would probably say north of 550 shanks. They were... It was just like, God. stop. I'm, I'll send you boys uh, in the group text the scene. I have it on my phone, but it's pretty Thank fucked you. up. <laughs> yeah. Um, good movie, though. Great death scene as far as brutality goes. Damn. Very I like nice. it. Nice. Thank nice. you. Thank you. <laughs> Jonathan, would you like to go next? Would you like I to go next? Uh, You go next, Joey. All right. Um this is tough. I didn't put them in any like order. I have so many runners ups and things. Um, you went sentimental. You went brutal. I'm going to go <laughs> funny and I'm going to say the death of the old man and clerks. Um, so some, some setup for you. The old man comes in in the middle of the movie and he keeps bothering Dante. Can I use the bathroom? No. All right, fine. Can I get some nice toilet paper? Can I get a nudie magazine? Um, and then you you don't see him for the rest of the movie. And then um, fast forward to near the end, spoilers. Um, Dante's ex-girlfriend who he's trying to get back together with comes. They're about to go on a date when he gets off. Um, she's like, I'm just going to go use the bathroom real quick. Dante's going to meet me here. She comes back and she's just had mind-blowing sex and is just still like, vibrating you know and she's like dante it's never been like that you just let me sit there and do everything that was amazing and he's like what are you talking about i wasn't in the bathroom um (laughs) (laughs) cut to the old man dead um and it turns out because of the nudie mags he was jerking off had a heart attack died on the toilet rigor mortis kept his erection and then she goes into the bathroom and accidentally forgot about him um (laughs) <laughs> yeah there we go i don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> definitely a different direction than we would yes yes um it is a, it is a good reveal though in the in the movie because yeah. they don't you literally don't see that character for like a, the next few scenes until it, you forget about you forget about him yeah. yeah and you know the kicker dante wasn't even supposed to be there that day he wasn't even supposed <laughs> to be there that day <laughs> that's fucked up God, yeah. so fucking funny. What, what do you call that when you have sex with dead people? And when it's necrophilia. Like necrophilia, yeah. yeah. Necrophilia, yeah. <laughs> Accidental necrophilia. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. Boy. All right, so, Shawnee, what's your what's your number five? Number five. I actually watched this movie uh with my family um Christmas time. Uh it's a uh, Forrest Gump, and the character that dies in the movie is uh Bubba from Forrest Gump. Yeah. So this one's not as like obviously the brutal one um as far as like just very blatant violence, but I mean Bubba as a character and the kind of relationship and friendship uh he has with Forrest Gump. Um, you know, of course they meet each other going to the military in the movie. Uh they become really, you know, good friends uh in boot camp and then they go off to war. Um and the yeah, the scene is pretty much they're in Vietnam and they're getting attacked and you know, they're asked to pretty much, uh, I guess, uh, run out of the area because they're going to be killed and shot. And 
Forrest Gump is like, I got to find Bubba. I got, <laughs> it's like, I got to find my best friend. And it's, you know, he keeps going back and he finds another person he, he has to save or he saves like another one of his crew brings him back. Um, and then he finally comes across Bubba, um, his best friend. And he's just sitting there. He's got a, you know, obviously been shot. He's got blood everywhere. And it's just one of those, uh, those moments where, uh, one it's, you know, obviously Forrest Gump, you know, his, I guess his, uh, I mean, he's obviously been in the military and fighting and stuff, but you know, a, a very, uh, significant death that he witnesses. Um, and it's someone who he, you know, has grown to really care for and everything like that. So, uh, it's definitely the most, uh, it, it definitely does a little switch up in the movie too. Cause it, you know, it changes kind of what happens, you know, kind of moving forward, especially after he comes back from, uh, from Vietnam. Yeah. He's got to do the shrimp boat now in Bubba's honor. And that's the thing, too. Yeah, it kickstarts that whole thing of him honoring his request and, you know, uh, starting Bubba Gump shrimp and everything like that. So, yeah, it's uh, every time I watch that movie, it's it's always a, you know, a hard scene to watch because, you know, he you could tell their chemistry and and the the way they uh, treat each other in the movie. Um, You know, they're really, really good friends. And, you know, of course, Forrest Gump has been kind of picked on most of his life and everything like that. And, you know, it was one of his true friends that he really made uh, while film. he was in. Yeah. <laughs> Great film too. Also one of the, the better undercover lines in that movie, uh, when the drill sergeant's yelling in Forrest's face, how did you put that gun together so quick, gun? Because <laughs> you told me to drill sergeant. sergeant? <laughs> God damn, you, should, you could have been a, a sergeant or something. <laughs> yeah and of course the the scenes with bubba and they're like he's pretty much telling them all the things you can make shrimp with uh and it's just it's just yeah, hilarious yeah. every time you watch it so yeah bubba, bubba gum yeah very nice sean you I had that on the R. R. P. Snake that style. was a good one. Ooh, oh snake style so we're going uh me again so uh i've got this one's kind of a weird sentimental one, and uh, but it always gets me every time I watch this movie. It's uh, from the movie Pixar's uh, Up, and it's uh, Ellie, the uh, the wife character of the of uh, the main guy, and uh, it literally her death happens pretty much in the first few minutes of the movie because up top. yeah, it is really really messed up a and tough one. It is a tough one, and it's but it's like I've never watched a movie where i mean it's very rare that you see a death scene or some sort of uh you like losing a character um in the first like few minutes but like it really hits every single time i watch it because you know just uh, them showcasing their obviously their relationship together throughout the years as they were kind of you know young adults um you know going into you know being you know older uh, adults and it's just so it's it set, obviously sets up the character um later on in the movie and how he kind of feels about, you know, uh, other, other characters. And he's kind of a, you know, kind of a, uh, a Grinch a little bit, uh, to some, some degree. So, yeah, I think it's, it's one of those kind of emotionally hitting deaths, um, that really sets up kind of the feel for the movie and the, you know, the, the heartfelt stuff that kind of comes up later in the movie and kind of builds. And as, uh, you know, the characters um, kind of connect with each other throughout the movie, I think it just kind of sets that off. So, yeah, it's a big one. It's definitely a big one. I I always get super like just, oh, man, this is it's kind of hard to watch sometimes. You're like, man, this is how the and especially for Pixar, you know, usually catering towards, uh, 
you know, the kids, children, the children, <laughs> the children audience, and also kind of the adult themes that are kind of underlying throughout it. Um, you know, it really hits. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think of sometimes where it's like, yeah, I don't know if kids will necessarily understand what this is about when they're watching this, but I know adults watching this will, you know, kind of feel for, you know, losing someone that's really close to you that you've known for, you know, through marriage and through all those years and everything. So, um, yeah. Great movie. And if I'm it's, not mistaken, there's like not too much dialogue. It's just like a music back, like a song in the background. Yeah. There's nothing, you're, right? Yeah. You yeah. just kind of like go with the score until and like it still gets you. He just goes and you're just yeah. like, fuck, they didn't even say a word. Dude, you're to totally right. I don't even know what he sounds like. I don't know what he sounds like. I'm like 10 minutes into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what a film, though. I watched it for the first time during the beginning of the panty. So, like, Two, about two years ago and man that that shit took me out great movie though yeah great movie. the moment like in, in the beginning montage or whatever and she gives him that the album of oh all our memories and everything um oh shawnee we're running out of time on that's cool on zoom i'll temporarily cool. i'll temporarily upgrade it <laughs> sorry <guys>. okay <laughs> right. i didn't realize i was on my 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 uh uh personal account so let me know if you need me to Venmo you. Let me fix that. Um, real quick. <laughs> Whoops. We'll kick in. But but uh, but they she gives him that scrapbook, you know, our memories and everything. And then in the middle of the movie, he opens it up, and you kind of see the life that they did wind up having together and everything. And I just I lose it all over again. Yeah. Um, that's fuck. That's a beautiful beautiful movie. Um, yeah. All right. Is it? Uh, is it me? It's on you, Joe. All right. Um, number four, I'm going to go with an older uh, movie, Detour from 1945. Um, this is uh, a really fun, uh, wonderful, like low budget B movie kind of. Uh, it, it incorporates all the tropes of film noir and that kind of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. It's a guy, um, kind of a shady character, he's a musician trying to get to LA to be with his girlfriend from the East Coast um, along the way. The guy who gave him a ride dies and he's in a scramble. He thinks, oh, the cops will think it's me. So he hides the body, takes the car. Lo and behold, he picks up a woman who had been riding with the guy before. So now she's kind of blackmailing him into, oh. you know, we're, we're going to sell the car. I'm going to keep all the money. You know, you're my prisoner until, you know, we're clear basically. And um, near the end of the movie, she's like, I'm going to call the cops. I'm going to fucking do it. Whoa. And she runs into the other room. And he's like, no, Vera, don't. And he pulls the phone cord and he's yanking it, yanking it, yanking it, yanking it. And then you hear nothing. And he opens the door and he had, she had wrapped the phone cord around her throat and he just yanked so hard that she died. It's, it's Dude, such a, that's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> it's funny. It's cinematic. It's, you know, uh, it's absurd and ridiculous. And, uh, but it always sticks out to me. It feels very like one of a kind to me um but yeah detour check it check that movie out it's only like an hour long but it's it's Ooh. fantastic is it black and white it is <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> i'll keep it it sounds like a sick death scene so it's it's funny it's good it's a good time all right maddie uh next one i'm just gonna take something out of my favorite movie of all time and i'm going to go with the departed uh and the death scene that i'm gonna choose <clears throat> excuse me is when uh, Colin Sullivan at the very end finally gets murked by Sergeant Dignam. Oh, uh, inside of his upscale. 
<laughs> yeah, his uh, upscale nice. Boston condo. Um, but it just feels like justice because obviously um, Colin had just killed Leo's character uh, who and Anthony uh, Anthony Anderson. Anderson, who we love very much. Yep. Um, his girlfriend that he impregnated wanted nothing to do with him. The dogs inside the condo, their neighbors didn't even want him to pet the dogs. Everyone knew he was a scumbag. He gets into his place. And then who comes? Who's waiting for him in a full jumpsuit? And like, he's got the booties over his, his shoes. <laughs> Fucking Mark Wahlberg, Sergeant Dignam. And it's, oh. my, my favorite part, too, is that uh, he sees him and he goes, okay. And then yeah. <laughs> pops him right in the head. Sweet victory, sweet revenge. And then it's all, it all ties back in. Shout out to Marty Scorsese. You see the rat crawling on the rail outside the window. Hey. And yeah, just masterpiece of a movie finishes off beautifully. Hell yeah. Fuck I yeah. had that one up next. And there's like Did you? tons of different. Yeah, I was ready to say that one. Wow. Um, and I was like, I thought about like Jack Nicholson's death in it. Like even Leo's death is kind of about it. Like there's so many like good deaths. Yeah. Um, but I think like towards the end of the movie, you just you just fucking hate Matt Damon. Not that you like like him exactly. throughout the movie, but like towards the end when he's like in the elevator, just like begging to be killed, and that you just, just like just fucking kill, kill me, just fucking kill me. <laughs> like, and then he gives away, and then the last thing is like the only person who we thought was like missing for the rest of the movie, Marky Mark, fucking just gets him out. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. He's like a he's not in it. I mean, he's one of the more top billing actors in that movie just because he's Mark Wahlberg, but he's not even in it that much. But the role oh. that he has in the time on screen is fucking powerful. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he was Martin nominated Martin. for that. Was he really for yeah. a supporting actor? Mm -hmm. I wonder. I'm curious as to what his role, total runtime would be in that movie. It's got to be I, on screen, what, like 16 minutes? It can't be that I'd long. say something, something somewhere I'd around say that, even yeah. less. Yeah. More closer to 10, time. probably. Sure. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Will, I'm going to go with, uh, with Colin Sullivan getting very nice getting murdered by Dignam. What do you got, Al? Now that I stole that. Um, all right, now I got to shift up a little bit. So I'm going to go with one. It's a movie we've all seen plenty of times. It's one that like I recently, over the pandemic time, really got into it, where I started with the book, watched the movie twice. Um, another one of those movies where it's like, there's a lot of deaths. There's a lot of favorite characters, but I picked like a combination of my favorite death and character, and I'm going Sonny Corleone and Godfather. Oh, uh, ultimate death scene. There's so many good deaths in that movie. Like I was through, I was like between like five different ones, but like he's the older brother. He's the hothead. He's kind of has that thing going on with Carlo, uh, his his uh, his brother-in-law. And he just gets so pissed after Carlo beats his, ass, his girl, his wife's ass that he just like, ignores all the rule like everybody's like stop don't go out there and gets set up right at the toll booth and just gets lit up like old style movie style where it's just like you talking about getting shanked a thousand times he gets shot probably like fifteen thousand times by uh by solosov's crew um they were unloading rounds into him on that point, on the he like he's just like gyrating the whole time <laughs> and still like cursing them because he's like yeah. still so angry he's just like bah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it was a setup. Uh, James Conn just crushes that role. Um, yeah, dude, Sonny Corleone's death was was a great one. Not really even sad. Not like, like I guess you could just say brutal. Just like, let's say powerful. Death in the movie. Yeah, powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Great one. Nice. That was That's on, my, a good on one. my list as well. That was a really good one. It's also crazy to think James Caan, like Sonny Colleone, is also James Caan from Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, James Caan from Elf. And like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, the range on this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> End of tweet. He's, he's on got a nice, he's like, funny on Twitter. Hair too. Oh, yeah. But he's he hilarious. Had, he's a Twitter guy? Yeah. Oh, big time Twitter guy. Oh, I have to follow him. I didn't know that. Yeah. He just will post a picture and just say, End of tweet. Uh, <laughs> nice. End of tweet. He's funny. Jimmy. Wow. You, you know his son, right? Scott Con. Oh, I love Scott Con. Yeah. You kidding Scott me? Scott Yeah. I just didn't know. I didn't know if you knew they were they were related. Um, I do. Right on. <laughs> um, another one else. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I got two. Um, Back to all right, so I got a childhood one. We got like a classic movie. Um, I'm gonna go with the comedy, and this one I think everybody knows like the quote following the death. Don't but take it. It's just. <laughs> I'm going with blue from old school. Oh, you my boy! The old man, in, <laughs> the old man in old school. He, he's like the pledge, who's like eighty-five years old. Yeah. You kind of just like have him, just like, dude, what's Blue doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the way he dies is they have that like big party in the basement where they get all the KY jelly and have the girls <laughs> wrestle each other. Yeah. And for me, like when old school came out, I was just like just on that cusp of like like teenage life where i'm starting to like see r-rated movies i'm pretty sure it was like my first like pair of tits i've seen on like the movie. <laughs> and like he gets in the booth or in the in the pool with the two girls and they're just like come on old man come on old man yeah. he just like goes right there, fucking, he just goes blank <laughs> and they got the music in the background like, yeah. like chanting songs and he just falls back and everybody kind of just goes quiet and dead on the scene and then you get the famous scene from uh uh will ferrell at his funeral singing dust in the wind dust yeah, in the wind like, dude you're my boy blue you're that's my the best boy. part oh uh, my god so yeah, school. <laughs> i love uh, the seamless hilarious death i love the seamless transition from like the uh the kiddie pool f- filled with oil to will ferrell just like singing his heart out and crying yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect. who directed that one joe is that a uh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's his best movie. He'll he'll now say Joker. I don't think so. <laughs> did I see Todd that in Phillips theaters did. with you, or did you and Andrew go see it? I mean, Andrew went and saw that. Gotcha. Um, Classic flick. Yeah. God, there was that summer though, where or two summers, I guess, where it was old school, Wedding Crashers, Team America, uh, oh, American Wedding, Summer of Comedies. Yeah, was, like really um, good comedies. They don't they make don't, them like that anymore. Yes, that right. Like You're fuck. right. Yeah. Well, they don't make comedies anymore, really. Um, it's, it's either Netflix. the big budget, uh, you know, Spider-Man's or whatever, or it's your indie. Five people saw it, so they're given an Oscar kind of movie. Like, there's no mid-budget R-rated comedies anymore. It sucks. Those are the best um, ones. They're my favorite. You know, funny story about the, the the one thing I'll say about old school is, um, so that day I watched it happened to be in LA visiting family and we're in Beverly Hills and we're getting coffee at the famous earth cafe and Ooh. Will Ferrell is actually there, like having a coffee and oh, shit. like, he's just kind of sitting there and he's not getting like harassed by anybody. And like my parents knew who he was. Cause like, they loved his like Saturday night live stuff. Um, I didn't really know who he was at the time. Like, you know, kids that are like 11, 12 years old don't know who he is really, unless they're like big SNL fans. Um, and so, we drive all the way back home to, to the Bay Area and 
my dad and mom want to watch old school and we happened to watch old school that night the same day we saw him in la no way and like <laughs> from there like just the whole family was like crying laughing i think seeing him that day in like a very like calm setting to like 10 hours later seeing him like in his underwear like slamming chairs against the, the locker room <laughs> you gotta keep our composure like <laughs> just like a perfect composure. just like a perfect day to like see him as a person and then see him as that character frank like 12 hours <laughs> later was just insane yeah incredible it's it's awesome. one of my it's funny enough you have a, like you have a, fu- a family story it's one of my dad's like favorite movies <laughs> like it's like the dad movie the dad movie for sure because yeah. I, I think of just the ridiculousness uh that comes with uh you know will ferrell being on screen and just the heights he goes to to make people laugh at his movies so yeah yeah he's the best <laughs> tackling people in the pool like, <laughs> yelling yelling in like the pledge's wife's face you're crazy man. Yeah. you're crazy <laughs> Takes like the cheese puffs out of her bag. Yeah. <laughs> One in your bag. <laughs> oh, another, so, another incredible like gift that we got from old school is it reminds me every time uh, AB would have a house party when his parents would be away. Yes. If you guys remember, they used to call them Mitchapalooza in the, Mitchapalooza um, yeah. in, the, in the movie. But Alex's sister's nickname is Diz, and it just fits perfectly. Even though she wouldn't even be home, we'd be like, "Hey, we're having a Dizapalooza." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to old school oh, for giving us that. Yeah. <laughs> <Incredible>. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is that on your boy? That's on, on you. you. That's on. All right. You. I'm going to go with this one's kind of cheating because I'm kind of picking the scene before the death scene, but I feel like the death scene goes hand in hand with this one. I feel like you guys will know what I'm talking about when I say it, but I'm taking um, in training day when uh, Denzel, his death scene. So if you guys remember in training day, uh, he, the whole like object of the movie for the most part is he owes these like uh, Russians money and he's pretty much trying to collect the money to pay them off the entire movie. They realize he's not going to be able to get that money because good old Jake gets in the way and stops him from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they light him up at a, uh, at a stoplight just with a bunch of cars. But the scene before that is one of the best scenes in film history. And that's the scene that I'm choosing. And that's the one where Denzel is stuck in the projects. And uh, he just goes on one of the best like pre-death monologues I've ever heard condemning mm-hmm. everyone in the projects. I'm gonna put a case on all of y'all. He, co- he calls him a disloyal, fool ass, bitch made punk. Um, he tells them they're going to be playing basketball in Pelican Bay, shoe program. Um, just one of the best. <laughs> by the end, he's talking shit with, King a, Kong with like a bench in Newport. Yeah, King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's incredible. Joe, you haven't seen that movie, huh? I don't think I've finished it. I've seen bits of it, but I haven't seen all of it. Yeah, the ending. In that fucking ending. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I own it, too. I'm not the biggest Ethan Hawke guy, but Jake fucking does his thing in that movie. Yeah. Ethan yeah. Hawke has gotten better with age. Like a fine uh, wine? He is like a fine wine. I like him a lot now, but I didn't before. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 just the name calling and the monologue that Denzel goes on in that one is second to none. Hell yeah. Hell you yeah. mentioned the crumpled like Newport. That's like the funniest part. <laughs> yeah. Thing in his hand. As he's, he's been like shit. shot a little bit by Jake to kind of like like uh neutralize him a little bit and he shot just like hung up against the <laughs> yeah that's what it was shot me in my ass he just like hung up against his like sick ass like lincoln and he's just like i'm gonna pull out this cigarette talk my shit and I'm probably gonna die soon. <laughs> yeah a... <laughs> yeah one of the best it's and i watched scene. like all these before when i was preparing for the show and 
still pulling that three minute clip up on YouTube is one of the best. Yeah. Hell yeah. Denzel at his best, man. Yep. Is that, is this me now? It's on you, Joe. I'm keeping track of the stink. Don't worry. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, I'm going to go with, I guess it may be fairly obvious, but Saving Private Ryan, Captain Mm. Miller. Um, The best part about this, this death scene is, um, you know, you, you've, you've been with Tom Hanks this whole way. You're, he's Tom Hanks, so you already are on his side and you love him. And he has risked all of these guys' lives to find Matt Damon's character, Ryan. And um, he gets shot, you know, in that big set piece at the end. And he's like trying to shoot the tank and everything. And um, I think Edward Burns goes to him and he's like, you know, you, you've been shot. Let's get a medic over here. And then he runs off. Matt Damon walks up and he, he's like, earn this earn it and i don't know that shit gets me every time that plus matt damon morphing into old matt damon um and then ending on the the headstones and the flag and everything like fuck um that shit gets me every single time but the the earn this the and uh you know you it, it applies specifically to the matt damon character because he gets to go home, but it, it applies to everybody that gets to go home. You know, um, when we made that documentary, um, 10 years ago, uh, with my uncle Mike and my buddy Josh about Vietnam and Afghanistan, my uncle Mike, you know, is like, you feel guilty when you come back home, you know, why me? And, um, and I think that's such a beautiful kind of summation of, you know, just don't ask why just earn it, earn the right to be back home. And, um, yeah, live a good life. I don't know. I, it, I, like I that. love that scene. I love that scene. But yeah, great movie. Yeah. yeah. Really good movie. Also a wild connection when you realize that the sniper is also played Reg- Roger Maris. Barry Pepper. Just, the home run king is also just like a perfect marksman. <laughs> yeah. S- saying like, God, give me strength. Hail Mary, full of grace. <laughs> like, oh, <man. laughs> wonderful. And Vin Di- a young Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. Young Vinny D. No Vinny D, y'all. Yeah. You seen uh, Private Ryan now? I have, but I need to go back to the cast and remember some of like the side characters. I know. I, I got to watch it again, too. It's such a good movie. Yeah. It's just an investment. It's so long. It, it is. It is. But Paul Giamatti's in it. Uh, fucking Brian Cranston pops up. That's a up. lot of, yeah. Oh, uh, Phoebe's Ted brother Danson. from Friends. Giovanni Rubisi. Yeah, yes. Giovanni, yeah. Um, yeah, he's really funny. I'll never forget the watching it growing up at the Meninas and seeing um, the one little bitch character, the guy who is like the writer and didn't, you know, has never been in combat. And he He's lets the hard. German get away who winds up killing, you know, half the fucking squad. And um, at the end of the movie, he takes the gun and shoots the one German that he let go originally. And I'll, I'll never forget Nick Manita going, you learned something about combat, didn't you, boy? <laughs> 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 but like you know and that's a, that's a wild thing too because like as a kid it the world is very black and white fuck that guy he let the bad guy get away and he killed your friends but then as you, you watch it you know as a person as a as an adult with experiences you're like shit could i kill someone just point and blank right. like that i don't know yeah um don't want to yeah. find out no <laughs> <laughs> <Rather than> not. <laughs> yeah shawnee what is your what is your number three 
Number three, uh, going with a depart another departed character, um, oh. Billy Costigan, uh, played mm. by by Leo. Son of a bitch. Yeah, Tickers, <laughs> 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 Joey. Uh, I mean, I mean, Joe, you can still you can still say it for for your list, but uh, this see when you see the movie for the first time, this death like just totally caught me off guard. Uh, the it's like know, a Game of Thrones style. Surprise. It literally was, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, coming out of the elevator, and you know he gets literally shot point blank, and uh, and then the kind of preceding events that happen, and you kind of get to know who has been, uh, you know, kind of watching them this whole time and all this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it really caught me off guard because you you spend most of the movie following you know his character and you know Matt Damon's character, and they're kind of dueling. You know this kind of these two kind of trying to find each other um and find out who the rat is and all that kind of stuff and then leo's character kind of trying to infiltrate um you know undercover so it's you know you're kind of rooting for leo the whole time like oh is he gonna kind of get through this and it kind of happens like i don't say it's like halfway through the movie but it's you know it's not the very end of the movie or you know it kind of yeah i don't know it kind of happens I mean, that's probably why it, it caught me off guard the most, because you would think, oh, this kind of thing would probably happen, you know, as the movie's maybe concluding or, you know, this character may get close to death uh, to some degree. Um, but, you know, he'll probably come out, you know, surviving and everything like that. But, yeah, it, it always shocks me. It, uh, yeah, always shocks me. Jokes on me. Um <laughs> And when I rewatch the movie, even though I know it's coming and even though it's uh, a scene that, you know, I, I, I remember um, the most about the movie, uh, it always shocks me every single time because it's just how just like how sudden and quick it happens, how the even like the scene itself isn't really set up. You, you don't really have a hint of what's coming uh, in no, the previous scenes before. So I think that is what uh i mean of course scorsese as a filmmaker does really well to give you that feeling of oh you know things are gonna be okay you know we're just kind of going through the movements we're trying to get he this- had damon handcuffed yes i mean yeah and he was in a position <laughs> he was to- sniveling after him to get killed yeah just like, fucking kill me <laughs> yeah. so i am you know, like anthony anderson comes out of nowhere is it isn't yeah. it him drop yeah. your weapon uh, yeah 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 step away from true. sergeant sullivan <laughs> yeah, if that may be true, <laughs> that's right. may be true. You know me. <laughs> Incredible. You know who I am. My favorite movie of all time. What can I say? It, yeah, it is, it is one of my favorites too, man. So yeah, yeah. Billy Billy Costigan in uh, The Departed. Very nice. Nice, nice pick, Sean. You got another one up. Uh, number okay, number two. Uh, I mean this this one's kind of a. I, I feel like you know a lot of people will talk about this this on screen death. Uh, up with the MCU, but uh, Iron Man, Iron Man dying in in Endgame. Um, you know, we were, you know, that. you know, Joey and I were talking about, you know, just kind of uh, seeing kind of movies like Sp- Spider-Man, like Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, in theaters like opening week. And you know, I remember seeing Endgame like opening. I think it was like opening night or day. You know, like a Thursday night or something. And uh, just being in the theater, like witnessing that scene happen, and just like the the you could feel everyone just kind of it was just such a a interesting experience one as a theater experience and and you know kind of seeing that and and kind of feeling with everyone else uh and obviously seeing a character that you followed since the first iron man movie and you know he's become you know one a leader to all the avengers and all the other characters in the movies 
Um, obviously, Spider-Man, you know, introduction of Spider-Man, he looks up to Iron Man. Uh, there's these themes of sacrifice and all these kind of things that uh, Tony Stark uh, learned throughout the movies. And, you know, he could be a smart ass and all that kind of stuff. And but he truly made the biggest sacrifice in the movie. And he kind of, you know, all the other movies come, uh, leading up to it kind of led to that as well. So um, and just the that line, I am Iron Man. And he gets the stones and he does the snap and everything. And it's just so freaking like... Yeah, you could feel for it. And of course, they give you the actual death scene after where he's sitting there and, you know, Pepper Potts comes up and, and says her goodbyes. And we have like, you know, Peter Parker saying his goodbyes. And uh, it's such an emotional scene, especially if you've been following the MC movies and Iron Man for like 10 odd, you know, ten, more than 10 years now. But yeah, it, it was it was a, a big scene. And as a fan and also as just, you know, seeing it in theaters, I thought that was like a very interesting experience to witness mm-hmm. an on-screen death for the first time when you're seeing it and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe they killed Iron Man in this movie. And yeah. it's and it just and of course, it sets off, you know, kind of the rest of the movies um, moving forward and, you know, kind of the um, how they address uh, Tony Stark missing from this world um, was also an interesting kind of ripple effect throughout the movies, too. So. Yeah. Good death. Good death. Right on. An honorable yeah, death. Yeah. I'm sure that one in the theaters was probably like one of the most like powerful like live experiences you can have from like a movie perspective. Like Oh yeah. Like you said, just like that build up to like how long you how much you've invested in all these movies and just to see like the head honcho just get killed like that. Like I I've seen both of the Avengers, like what Infinity War and Endgame, but I haven't seen anything else. And even for me, that one was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, I did not expect Iron Man to die. I thought it was like fake for a second. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's it's definitely it it definitely uh, adds that kind of weight to it. And yeah, the I think after Endgame, you know, it's I mean, yeah, there there've been different movies, and you know, they're trying to obviously introduce other characters, but it has been, you know those were kind of my issues with like Joey. I could agree. I think with Spider-Man um, and P- the P- uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is like the kind of like, you know, he's trying to be like Iron Man or the kind of, uh, you know, under Iron Man. But I think they did a good job just to like build us to that, that uh, scene. And yeah, man, I mean, yeah, that experience in the theater was just like nothing else, man. Uh, just, I, I'm just trying to remember like how it was. And it, I, I remember like, a lot of people being gasping and like being gasping, so yeah. <laughs> being so shocked one being like amped that he said i am iron man but after he hit that snap you knew like oh man this guy is not coming back from this at all um and this Good. will probably be the end of tony stark iron man like in this mcu like saga of like you know just tons of movies building up so um yeah it's a it was a huge one and um you know i feel very fortunate to to witness it in theaters because like you know that you know, you, uh, seeing it for the first time, I think, is always, you know, when you see a, a on-screen death or, you know, a death in anything. a movie. Any, yeah, yeah any, anything that for that on-screen's first time. Better. On-screen's better, dude. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nice. That was a good two. Thank That's you. That's a good number you. two. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number two is a lot less reverent. Um, there, there's a scene in a little movie called uh, Austin Powers. And um, they're infiltrating Dr. Evil's lair and uh, they get on one of those cement truck things with the rollers. (laughs) And about a hundred yards away, there's a, there's a, 
there's a uh, Dr. Evil 4-H uh, henchman, and he's just going, snow! Snow! <laughs> and the witch, he's so far away, and it's going so slow. <laughs> and I... I <laughs> yeah. Get out of the, get out of the way! <laughs> I, just, I forgot all about that death. I I think about that death maybe daily. Um, oh, like, so it's one of my Fuck. one of my favorite. I I think there's actually a uh, there's like a mid credit scene where his wife gets a call and she's like, "Yes, my husband works for oh, Doctor Evil's Lair." I remember that. Yeah. What? And uh, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> they killed it. With yeah, those and movies. that's the yeah, especially the first two. But the um, Who's the? It's the guy from Mad TV. It's Stewart. Uh, what's um, his name? Uh, Mc, I Mc, always forget. McDonald. Uh, it's not McDonald. McDonald. I forget. Ooh. But it's that actor, and he he comes back in the second one. Uh, he's the guy who puts on Jerry Springer. Um, when he's supposed oh, really? to be watching the satellite. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. My Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Thank yeah. you. Not to be um, confused with uh, the jazz norm. <laughs> yes. Nice. That's a good one, right? I yeah. forgot all about that scene. That's so fucking funny. What, what sells? Little... I was gonna say what sells that scene so much is the framing, because you. Yeah. The joke yeah. is he's, he's so far away. Boy. Yeah, he's so far away from the the vehicle that they're on. So it's like it just sells the joke so oh. much. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. fun. It's yeah. brilliant. And the extreme close-ups too. Type of joke for Austin Powers. It's like the same. Exactly. It hits, yeah. it hits the yeah. same way with Austin trying to like back up. The go kart exactly, in, yeah, in yeah. the fucking and then hallway, it gets bigger. getting stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that oh, honestly, cool. this was probably the first death that came to mind when trying to form this list. So Love Love <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, well then I will. In that spirit, um, this will. This is the first death that came to my mind uh, when we brought this up. I'm gonna get my comedy death out of the way, and uh, mine is from Pineapple Express when Red kills Matheson. And he oh. delivers the classic, classic movie line. Uh, you just got killed by a Daewoo Lanos motherfucker. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. And then and then after he gets out of the car and sees Matheson is dead, he proceeds to shoot his foot off with a shotgun. <laughs> um, and I forget if it was him or somebody else just went. Ugh. <laughs> but uh, I, I probably say that line weekly i think that would be a conservative thing to say you just got killed by anytime i see a daewoo which yeah. is probably more common than you would think i have to say you got killed by a daewoo lanos motherfucker and i mean red is is great uh matheson is fucking hilarious in that movie so those two guys together danny mcbride and um craig robinson are just magic on the screen yeah yeah <laughs> nice so yeah that would be mine a little pineapple express. very good very good. Is that my uh, you fourth got one now? The last two to finish us off. Last two. All right. So the first one I'm going to do, um, going back to Boston, one of my uh, favorite movies. <laughs> um, I'm going with Jim Coughlin from The Town. Um, Ooh, the, the Town. Last one I had. Ben Affleck movie, where uh, this is like in the final scene where they're doing the the last hit for the uh, the old Irish guy at the flower shop, Fergie. Fergie. And they're all kind of sick of it. Ben Affleck kind of has his like getaway, like go find love happily ever after, like scheme for after this this hit job. Um, Coughlin is like his best friend, but also kind of like the the one who has like the funny lines throughout the movie, where he's like kind of like the hard head, the hard ass of the group. Um, 
And the way he goes out is um, he pretty much gets cornered after getting shot a couple times. He's dressed up like a cop as they kind of go undercover to rob Fenway Park. And he's hiding behind like a newspaper stand. And um, John Hamm, who's like the lead detective, he's just like, we got you cornered, Coughlin. And he's sitting there and he just screams out in a very like faint, but like really thick, like Boston accent. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're surrounded, Coughlin. Coughlin, put down your weapon. (laughs) He's just holding like a a police grade, like machine gun. And he knows his life. He knows he's done. And he's next to a trash can too. And he sees like a half eaten burger and like a, you know, a sip left of someone else's like Diet Coke or whatever. And he just takes a quick bite of it, takes a sip. And he's like, come out, Coughlin. And he just feels like one more like, fuck you, gets up and just like shoots and gets like popped like three times in the face and he's out. And like, just like such a badass way to die is Jeremy Renner's the actor who plays him. Um, but like that like last bite of someone's burger in the trash in this episode is such a sick way to go out. Yep. That is my favorite death scene. That was what I had up next. Great choice. Yeah. Um, also another kicker is while that was all going on, punk ass ben affleck is just watching he's still dressed like a cop That's so right he, he blends in he's just in the back of the crowd and has to watch his best friend get murdered so pretty... sacrifice all his boys so he can uh skip town with the girl yeah what a pussy um but fantastic death scene can't get any better than jim and you're right dude the fuck yo it's one of the best <laughs> one of the best ending lines ever uh, now are you keeping Oh, sorry. are you are you keeping that as your number one, Maddie? No, I got something else to slide in there. Word, word, word. There but, uh, cool. You, are you guys uh, the town guys, Show, John and Showy? Have you, have you guys seen? Yeah. Them? Oh yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen the movie, but yeah, I remember it being very kind of similar to uh, like The Departed. It had that kind of feeling for me, like watching it. Just like you're just watching things unfold, and um, mm-hmm. you're getting very invested in what's happening in front of you. So it's, and it's very, yeah, there's some very intense scenes, but that I remember that death specifically, um, and just how it like goes down. So yeah, yeah. the Def- fucking slurp of the fountain soda on the sidewalk <laughs> before he's about to just like do a kamikaze mission. Yeah. yeah it's unbeatable. So great. <laughs> okay. I'm going to surrender. And he's yeah. That's up. what it is. <laughs> the only time I've liked Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice all you like is coke and xbox okay you yeah. Come from the same part <laughs> yeah that movie has probably one of the most one-liners you could imagine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got your last one up right now um uh, yes yeah, so my last one all right um i have a long list i'm gonna go just i'm gonna go with another comedy death um just for the hell of it it it's like the comedy version of Bubba Gump's or not Bubba Gump, but Bubba's death in Forrest Gump. I'm going with Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. He's kind oh, of like Chubbs. the side character. Oh. <laughs> like, you fall, you ha- you fall in love with Chubbs. He's like the one who gets uh, Adam Sandler to play golf. He's got like the broken hand. He's got like that story about <laughs> the alligator who eats his hand. And just when when Happy Gilmore starts figuring out how to golf, they have that like great day at the the putt putt, and he like finally learns how to putt when he thinks about his grandma. And they go back to Chubbs' house, and <laughs> Happy Gilmore's got a gift for him. He's like, remember that alligator that got your hand? He's like, I got his head. And he opens up the thing, and it's just like a big-ass alligator. Yeah. Chubbs just goes, oh, falls out of the window. His, his like, hand goes, like, bouncing. And you just see, like, the one, like, grizzly Adams had a beard guy. 
He just yeah. like, happens to be there. He just looks up, like... <laughs> Oh my so god! <laughs> and like the last tournament he plays in, he dedicates Chubbs. Like he does like the um, the handshake with his like fake hand on his like casket at the funeral. He's like, "That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the dead handshake." Oh, oh Chubbs! <laughs> but it's just like it's like such a perfect like side character to go out like that, and it's like. I don't yeah. know why I thought of it like Bubba Gone and, and Forrest Gump, but like you don't really expect him to die just because it's like an Adam Sandler movie. Um, but it's yeah. like a death where you're like, oh man, Chubbs died. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> then another was... sneaky great part is uh, like at the very, very end when he sees Chubbs in the clouds and he's like, hey, happy. I got, I got my, my hand, hand back. Yeah. Singing and playing yeah. piano. <laughs> he has a beautiful voice, too. We've only just begun. Yeah, that's, that's Apollo right there, man. Apollo Creed. Is. Is yeah. Apollo Creed. True. <laughs> oh fuck, you're right. I don't know why I never like put two and two together. That's right. Oh man, Chubbs. Nice. That's a good. That's a good one, man. What a good dad. Chubbs Patterson. Okay. Uh, question. So is is Happy responsible for his death? Because trauma is responsible. Tra- yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take the that. Gator I'll take is that. responsible for his. The death. Gator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you gotta put it on Happy. That's just who Happy Gilmore is. He's 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 a shit disturber. He's responsible someone. for everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll gladly up, take know? it on. He'll take on the burden. Yeah. yeah. The eye was fair. enough as a as a gift for taking his hand. You know. Yeah. He got his eye. He's like, I got his eye. <laughs> it's yeah. Like a little jar. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, that's awesome. Damn. Um, so I guess I got my last one. So Al took my, uh, I had the town as my, as my top one. Uh, so I'm just going to go off the cuff here. I have a couple more, but I think this one, uh, Bianca actually just reminded me of this before she left. It's from her favorite movie. Um, I'm going blank on the character's, uh, name. So you guys will probably know it, but, um, in the Patriot, when Mel Gibson finally murders that asshole general at the end who killed oh, two of yeah, his sons. man. Um, I've watched that movie way too many times because it's her favorite. So we, anytime it's on, she's like, oh, The Patriot. I'm like, yeah, this is a lighthearted movie to just throw on in the middle of the day. <laughs> I but love that movie. I'll, I'll watch it movie. in the middle of the day with Bianca. Shit. But you end up fucking hating that guy's guts so much. Mm-hmm. Like, not only does he kill Mel Gibson's son, he goes up to him later, rubs his nose in it. Oh, d- did he die? He fucks with him. Then he kills Heath Ledger. And finally, finally, Mel Gibson gets sweet, sweet revenge at the end of the movie. And I think it's the last battle, right? I think he stabs him in the throat or something like that. It's pretty vicious. Yeah. The, like, bayonet. Um, yes. But, uh, the, yeah, that, probably one of the more rewarding um, and revengeful deaths in the movies that I've witnessed. Oh, heck yeah, man. Do you guys know? Who, yeah, Colonel, uh, his name's Colonel Tavington. It's played by God, Jace, Jace, Jason Isaacs is the actor's yes. name. Got it. Okay, yeah. So fuck that guy. He was yeah. a big piece of shit. <laughs> um, a great and rewarding death scene, I will say. Yeah. I, I almost had Patriot on my list, but it was going to be for Gabriel, Heath Ledger's character. Um, oh, yeah, that was sad. That is very sad. Um, but yeah, that whole movie, I think, is fantastic. It doesn't get enough credit. Um, a lot of death scenes in that movie. We could have just done a Patriot death scene uh, show. (laughs) You know, someday I'm down, um, and we'll have Bianca on for it. And um, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure she would love to participate. (laughs) My mine would also be the uh, the flagpole into the horse. Um, Oh, 
Is Tur- what did you say his name was, Sean? Kurt, uh, uh, Ta- Turlington? Ta- Tavington? Tavington? Tavington. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of, he's charging at him, and then Gibson goes down and then stabs the horse in the belly. And <laughs> also, seeing they... horses die or get like fucked up on camera really messes with me. That's yeah. fair. I don't like oh, seeing something that big tower over it. It's fucked up. We've got Bianca in the chat, and she says, "Don't forget about the people in the church." And you are so right. Oh damn! Um, Shout out to baby girl. The whole town. They I fucking the whole love town you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including Heath Ledger's young wife. That's oh, right. That's right. Mm, Who may or may not man. be pregnant. When they made out and they had ink on their teeth. Mm-hmm. They they movie. tied him in a sack. Yep, that's right. And stitched <laughs> him up. I looked that up much longer. I'm like, that was a real practice. Interesting. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. If you're staying in your in-laws' house, they're gonna sew you into the bed so you don't fuck around. Yeah, sounds claustrophobic. I would, I would have a panic attack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that. That'll do it for your boy. Yeah. Well, that was very. That's a great list. You both had excellent lists. Um, thank you, thank you. Mine number one was gonna also be Billy Costigan from The Departed. I think it's Ooh. the ballsiest death scene. It's so matter of fact. Um, Matt, you got me that movie for my 18th birthday, and it was my first Scorsese. And, um, you know, I was not, I'd never seen anything like that where they had the balls to kill off the main character that way. I remember rewinding the movie, stopping it, rewinding it, you know, on my first playthrough because I just couldn't believe it. But, Shawnee, you took that. So I'm going to go with The Irishman. Um, I was thinking about possibly Joe Pesci and his brother's character in in Casino, but if I'm going for like maximum impact from a Scorsese flick, I could have done a top five Scorsese deaths. Um, yeah, no, no problem right there. But yeah, <laughs> none. But I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Hoffa in The Departed, or sorry, in The Irishman. Um, you know, the whole movie is wall to wall sound and music and imagery and blah 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 blah, and it's three and a half hours long, um, and around the three hour mark or whatever the two and a half three hour mark de niro who has you know you see him from a young 20 something all the way till you know he's in his 60s or something and he forms this relationship with jimmy hoff and it's this beautiful thing spoilers if you haven't seen it i apologize um but you know around the two and a half 245 mark joe pesci gives him the order that he's going to have to kill hoffa and it's at this moment when he takes off in the plane to go meet with Hoffa. And it's this whole sequence where he's driving with Hoffa's son and the other guy, and they pick up Hoffa, they bring him back to the house. He shoots him, blah, 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 blah. He gets in a plane, he goes back. It's like a 20 minute sequence and it's silent. Uh, there's no music or background noise or anything like that. It's just, you know, them having a conversation and, and whatnot. And it's just, I didn't pick it up on my first watch through Um, and then kind of going back and being like, shit, it adds to the intensity of the moment. You know, what's coming and you know that it's going to happen and it just kind of digs in even farther. Um, There's something so masterful and simple about just, you know, pop music, pop music, nothing. All right. Now we're back. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's insane. Um, Yeah. I can't, I know, Matt. I can't. I couldn't get you to finish the Irishman. Um, Alex, have you seen it? I have seen it. Um, yeah. I need to go back and watch it though. I watched it like in between like two flights. It was like 
part of it on my way to somewhere and part of it on my way back. But yeah, you described that that scene, which I do remember much more vividly than I do remember the scene itself. So I got to It's just heartbreaking. They pick him up and, um, you know, Pacino gets in the back seat and there's De Niro and they just hug each other like old friends, like brothers. And he's like, I love you, Frank. You know that. You know I love you. And it's just like, fuck, and you know what Frank's there to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. and it's just, man. And then to kind of extend that, you know, um, a little bit later in the movie, he has to call Pacino's widow and talk to her. And she's so distraught and so upset. And he's just trying to comfort her Mm-hmm. and be like oh i'm sure he's fine we'll figure it out and there's just oh man there's so many layers to it the irishman number one it really is billy costigan from the departed but there we go that's my nice. that's my top five shawnee i'm very nice. curious to hear yours uh okay mine is kind of a uh interesting one because uh it's based off one of the movies that i i consider one of my top five like of all times i really like this movie uh it's from the movie the prestige uh which is a christopher nolan movie and uh one of the characters in the movie um played by hugh jackman um he's have you guys seen this movie uh alex and and matt no but our old roommate it's like one of his favorites Well, you always I, want to watch it. We're like, fuck no. I don't want to uh, watch magic. I don't want to like. <laughs> it, it's tough because the death, the death is kind of a spoiler in a way, as far as like how the the because you know how like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, uh, he kind of adds that little extra twist sometimes in the end, and that kind of, kind of like, I wouldn't say derails the movie, but like it it kind of goes from like what you're expecting the movie to end like, and then it kind of like goes off in its own like little thing. Um. I guess long story short, short uh, in the movie, it's about like two competing magicians, uh, and one of the magicians, Hugh Jackman, he discovers a way uh, through uh, Nikola Tesla. He goes to actually uh, played by David Bowie in the movie. Um, he finds a way for uh, Tesla to make him a machine um, to pretty much transport a man, um, and that's like the trick that he's trying to make, right? Um, but by the end of the movie, you find out that uh, Tesla actually made a machine to clone him and he would have to pretty much um, kill his clone and dress it up. So like, you know, he would disappear in the trick and then he would appear somewhere else. But in reality, he's actually creating a clone of, of, of himself. And then the clone has to like it gets dropped into like a like down the stage and there's a tank in in there, and, he, and that's where the clone drowns. So every night for his performance, when he performs this trick, he pretty much clones himself and then kills himself um, every night for this thing. And at the end of the movie, um, the other character, Christian Bale's character, um, you know, confronts Hugh Jackman's character. And uh, at the end of the movie, the, one of the last shots is uh, kind of this this warehouse where he's been storing all his like magic materials, or whatever. And you just it just pans out, and it's all these all these tanks full of copies of Hugh Jackman's character, and it's just like because you um, pretty much like the the tragedy with the character is like he found a way to make pretty much this thing happen, this kind of like science happen, but at a very high cost of him pretty much cloning himself, and you know having to decide if he's going to be the person you know appearing inside the tank or appearing as they call the prestige, the kind of uh, 
you know, the aftermath uh, where he's sitting there, standing there, um, you know, getting applause by the, the crowd. So is this kind of like moral dilemma of him? Like, you know, I choose to, you know, I want to do this and explore this kind of technology to make, you know, to, to garner uh, entertainment, you know, for people. But at the same time, he also struggled with the ability to, you know, every night he had to go into that machine and like live with the fact that he will die every time he goes into that machine. So it, it's a really, it's kind of a fucked up twist. Yeah. It's a really screwed up twist. And you know, it just shows like how far they're willing to go um, to kind of, cause the, both the magicians are kind of like competing against each other. And unfortunately, as the movie goes, they, you know, go to extreme lengths to really compete. And, and you kind of, you know, of course they lose sight of what, it truly is. It's, it's just entertainment and, you know, getting people to, to, yeah, to be, you know, surprised and everything like that. But again, it's a, it's in true, uh, it's in true, um, you know, Christopher Nolan fashion, you know, the death, uh, this kind of like almost science, science fiction kind of reveal um, near the end. And it li- literally ends on that shot where it pans there. And then you just see like Hugh Jackman's body, like floating, like dead in this like you know and there's and there's like hundreds of them um so you you know you gotta imagine he probably performed that trick like you know few you know maybe 30 50 times or whatever so it's uh you know that was a huge sacrifice that he had to kind of learn and and uh yeah it's pretty pretty messed up so (laughs) i still don't understand it yeah (laughs) gotta gotta watch it man it's crazy watch it (laughs) take your word for it (laughs) <laughs> right on. How how we feel? We're at the hour fifteen. I'm starting to. Pretty good. I'm, yeah, I'm cool. Whatever, whatever you guys need to do. Should we should we, we do uh, a little... we have any, like uh, Ooh, oh, yeah, any... list? I had a I had a couple that were like just kind of fun, not really like worthy, but let's hear it. Uh, one of kind of similar to up in the very beginning of the movie uh the rock and samuel jackson's character you think that the movie is going to be about these two badass cops and they go through this whole crazy chase on these bad guys and they're only they think the only way to catch them is to jump off this 20-story building uh and they say to each other aim for the bushes and they jump and kill themselves pretty much uh, and it's like the rock song that's playing in the background. There goes my like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought that hilarious. Another Mark Wahlberg classic with Will Ferrell. Hey. Hell yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, all right. I would. Um, if we're talking like runner-ups and stuff, you know, have you all seen Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans <laughs> with Nick Cage? No, the most well, wild he's movie. a bad lieutenant, and he does a lot of crack, and he's hanging out at his crack <laughs> dealer's house, with, uh, who happens to be played by Exhibit X to the Z, and uh, um, they're they're all doing crack, and um, <laughs> he's with like the gang or whatever, and I forget exactly. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but there's a dude um, that they decide to kill, and you know they shoot him. And uh, they they riddle him with bullets, like 20, 50 bullets. And um, Nick Cage is so high, he just goes, again. And ex- exhibits like, what are you talking about, man? He's dead. He's like, 
And Nick Cage goes, but his soul is still dancing. And then they cut to the, the guy now played by a younger actor doing a breakdance scene. Um, and the gang starts shooting him. It's fucked wild. Up. It's such a trippy movie. Um, darkly, darkly hilarious. I highly recommend it. Um, a lot of a lot of crack smoking, but if you can get past that part of it, a lot of that. Um, yes, me and Alex are pretty uh, pretty used to that living in the TL. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Nick Cage, Eva Mendez, and Exhibit seems pretty fun. I'm into that. It, yeah, yeah. What a cast. Oh man. Um, I had a I had a I was having a lot of fun making this list, so I'll just rattle off a few. I had Ricky from Boys in the Hood, um, Sam Jackson in Deep Blue Sea, Marley the Dog from Marley and Me, and then. Uh, Will Smith and I'm Legend. Ooh, oh shit! Yeah, this goes nice. like full yeah. kamikaze against all those zombies. Dude, uh, the Rick, the Ricky Boys in the Hood one is gets me every time. I just saw a exactly. meme that had Aaron Rodgers' head on Ricky, and then the 49er logo on the car, blowing his ass up. I had a Crazy. I saw a meme of uh, the guy who's shooting Ricky in the back is Ben Simmons, and he doesn't <laughs> shoot him, and Ricky goes on to be this like Hall of Fame running back. And they all blame Benson. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, but yeah. The other one I had yeah, was in uh, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Lloyd's dream sequence, where he rips out the chef's heart. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, that. oh yeah. <laughs> it was technically like a fake death because it was in a dream, but yeah, he dis he disrespected Lloyd's girl, right? And he got up and threw his napkin and then ripped his heart out. Yeah. <laughs> he like started kissing her hand and then went up all like her arm and everything. I almost had the the face the Lloyd makes. Chucks <laughs> <laughs> his napkin. I almost had the owls uh, from Dumb and Dumber on my list. Um, this oh, party really died. Uh, <laughs> I, I just showed Alicia for the first time. We watched Ace Ventura two and then Ace Ventura one, um, and she was like. This explains so much. Um, like, yeah, I, I felt a little bad. It was like pulling the curtain back a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then we watched fucking Cable Guy, which still holds up. Oh yeah, but, that movie's great too. Yeah. Anyway, nice, nice. Good talk about Jim Carrey. Great deaths. Any any runner-ups from you, Shani? Uh, I kept my list pretty tight. I actually just had, you know, I kind of had by five um i could probably think of a, a bunch of them though if i yeah. can uh if i can think but uh i don't know i mean there's there's so many kind of deaths but i think i mean the ones i named off tonight are the ones that really stick out um yeah yeah nice. yeah all right. Real quick, just got a shout out. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when Indy shoots the swordsman, the swordsman does all that fancy sword play, and Indy just oh, yes. is exhausted, pulls out his gun, <laughs> gun just caps yeah. his ass. Um, and the opening scene from Scream, which I think is one of the best opening uh, scenes, yeah. but it's Drew Barrymore, yeah. pop, popcorn, getting ready to watch a movie. Um, and then we all know what happens next. Did um, she get, uh, she was on the movie poster and got like top billing for that, right? Yes. Yes. One and of the was greatest for tricks that three yeah. minutes. Mm -hmm. Great movie too. It's like, great I think Scream movie. actually kind of holds up for at least that nineties yeah. horror nostalgia feel. Absolutely. I, I watched it not too long ago and I'm like, this is, this is a great, great movie. Um, yeah. and it's funny too. It's very, very funny. Yeah. Big fan of Scream. <laughs> nice nice Ooh. 
They're good. Very good. Did you boys right. hop into sophomore albums? Sean, how you feeling? Uh, I'm having some issues with the audio. Um, <laughs> so uh, have we all been yeah. now? No, it kind of. There's like a little clicky noise, and the only way I can fix it is if we if we uh, stop. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's why I, I kind of look a little distracted right now. I'm just like, uh, what the fuck is going on with this? So. What if like Sean was just a liar and he just didn't want to talk to us anymore? Like, <laughs> no, no, wouldn't really but, blame him. No, no, but yeah, it's you. I can still hear you guys, and I think it's still coming through the the stream and and the recording and everything. I think it's just the it's like um doing this like weird clicky noise. So apologies to, any, to anyone's watching us right now. Um, but yeah, I tried to fix it, uh, but it wasn't. I guess I have to like stop everything. So. No but it's all right good. Right it's all good. It yeah. <laughs> that'll be a fun. That'll be a fun list to do. Yeah. Um, nice. Nice list for that. So have us back. Cowboys yeah, we'll have cool. you guys back for sure. <laughs> Definitely do another collab um, pod. <laughs> where can we find your guys's pod if you want to give it a proper shout and uh, description and all that? Ooh, you want to go ahead, Al? Yeah, so uh, we're on everywhere you get your your, your podcasts, um, Spotify, Apple, hosted through Anchor.fm. Um, the DMP Pod is the uh, is the name. Give us a shout, subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. We love it. We appreciate it. Yep. If you uh, if you want to look at us on the gram, it's uh, at the underscore DNP underscore Pod, and then on Twitter, it's just at DNP underscore Pod. Um, but all of our shit, like Al said, you can find it on there. And yeah, mostly talking hoops, but uh, pretty much just like basketball stuff and then whatever is like funny or trending on Twitter, we're going to be talking about it. Love that. Cool. And you yeah. guys put on a wonderful show. Um, I'm a fan. So thank you, thank guys, you guys for joining us today. Every Wednesday. That's when you guys drop it. Do you guys Wednesday do it live and then, or do you record beforehand? No, we record Tuesday nights usually. Nice, but I'm kind of digging this uh, uh, this Twitch thing. So we might be uh, we might be jumping into some live episodes. Maybe I like the uh, the idea of it. Yeah, you could be shot. just like us and have three viewers. Um, yeah. <laughs> three more than every one of those viewers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of every one of them. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And uh, where can we find you guys personally online? If you want to give your you know, personal info out. Ooh, our, our handles. Um, yeah. What am I? Let's see. I'm a uh, underscore Alex Baldrich on Twitter. Uh, come for the bad takes and various startup talk and things like that. So combination of sports, some talk, some tag talk, and random hooligan antics from Twitter. So nice. Love it. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then on Twitter, I'm at Matt Parati. Normal, common spelling. Uh, same thing. Usually just tweeting about uh, whatever it is, NBA or just random videos on Twitter, buffoonery, whatever we could think of. Love it. Nice. Nice. Love it. Sean, having us off, fellas. This was fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for coming on. This Long is, time yeah, coming we're again. Definitely gonna have to yeah. Do this again soon. Um, <laughs> We won't wait another 235 episodes to do it. Um, Shawnee, where can we find you on the internets? 
Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Sean Day Music. Uh, I have a website, uh, SeanDayMusic.net. Um, net. I mentioned net, net, net. Uh, I mentioned last pod, uh, I started a kind of a digital arts NFT project kind of thing called Dimple Portraits. So at Dimple Portraits, and then you'll find the links to uh, to the pictures. And if you would, if you're ever interested in, in uh, purchasing the NFT. Uh, for it you can find it on the openc.io site so check it out oh, yeah. that's right um, you can check me out on instagram at twitter at joey parati and on my website joeyparati.com you can check out the show at top five pod it's t-o-p-f-i-v-e-5 p-o-d on instagram on twitter at gmail.com or on youtube apple music google play soundcloud Spotify, Anchor, all the places. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and Jonathan, we will give you uh tons of love in return. I can only tons never come up with a good return. one every week, dude. <laughs> nope, every week I ask the same question, and every week tons of love, dude. Same response. <laughs> Until next oh. time, I'm Joy Bro. Oh wait, what? Oh no, I was gonna say, and we're, we gotta have you guys on our pod next. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, we'll do we'll do we'll do something very similar to this, but we like to do a draft style. So oh, okay, just okay, like the whole the whole snake order we were doing, but like if Alex took uh took Gem Gem's death in the, in uh, the town, that means I couldn't take it. You know what I mean? So a yeah. different spin on it. So we'll have gotcha, you guys on yeah. the draft. I would love that. I can't wait. Love it. Let us know. Let us know when. You surf. <laughs> Um, until next time, I'm Joy Parati. I'm Sean Day. I'm Matt Parati. <laughs> I'm Alex Baldridge. And we are the DMP Pod. <laughs> <laughs>